What's up, everybody? It's Digsy Radio, episode seven. We're going to talk a little bit about ADC, and I got to get something off my chest. What is up, everybody? This is Terrence of Digsy Radio. We're back with episode seven. I've been gone for a little bit. I was kind of on a little bit of a break, a little bit of a busy schedule. Um, but we're back in this thing. We're back on the podcast thing. And, you know, I had to come back with a new episode. I had to come back with some new content. I had to fill your ears, get your podcast listeners up on your ride to work, sitting in class, eating lunch, doing whatever. Um, I'm back in this thing. So this episode, I kind of wanted to do, I guess, a little bit of a longer exclamation of one question that I had had. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, I've been posting a lot of stuff about D17 clothing, um, the ADC campaign, which I finally released. Beautiful reception, beautiful execution. Once again, shout out to Kevin, Megan, John, John, George, Emily for just coming out and putting this thing together. Um, it was an amazing experience. We got a whole bunch of exposure and a whole bunch of likes even from some of the original power rangers which was crazy um the original red black and yellow rangers from the mighty Morphin power rangers ended up liking a couple pictures on instagram which was pretty intense it was a little you know starstruck when it came out um and i ended up getting a couple questions and a lot of people asking about ADC, what it meant, how I came to it. So I figured this episode would be a good intro and explanation to about it, how I got the idea, what my process was like, and uh, how I executed it. Also, I have a little story that happened to me. I'm in my old alma mater, which is a little funny, um, a little quirky, but we'll get into it. So basically, when I started this summer campaign, this is my second collection with D17. The first one never released. The second one was the support campaign. The third one with ADC, I figured it would be something that I really pushed, something that I really would put together thoroughly, go from everything from fabrics to design to packaging to how I would deliver, just the whole experience of it as a whole and how the consumer was really a part of everything and how everything was laid out, structured, nothing crazy, and, um, you know, just thorough. And a lot of people keep asking me, you know, what does ADC mean? What does it look like? You know, how did you come up with the design? And I'm going to tell you. So basically, ADC stands for Art Drives Culture. On the t-shirts, it's on the back. Um, it's got that really wavy um, design that goes over the shoulder blades. And how I got to the quote was I was sitting down listening to music and somebody had asked me about the arts and how things have evolved and how you know things change over time not only artistic styles but how marketing changes how the market changes um and how you know things grow and if you look at what the actual definition of what culture is, it's more or less the arts and other manifestations of human and you know intellectual achievement regarded as collectively or looking at particular societies, groups, or places, and how they define themselves, social behavior, and norms and all that. And you know, when the Migos, that's a really big part. When they dropped 
the culture album, everybody's saying, you know, do it for the culture, do it for the culture and all that. And I really wanted to explore what is what is the culture that they're talking about? Are they talking about music? Are they talking about black culture? Are they talking about, you know, mark, marketing of it? Was that just a slogan that they went with? Um, so what I did is I took that statement, you know, do it for the culture. And what really is that culture? I don't want to define it or put it in a box, but something adding to it that gives it its extra push what really makes it what it is. So essentially, when I got to the art drives culture, you know, when it came to the campaign itself, it really pushed streetwear culture when it came to how people were packaging their things. You know, now people want to know, how did I do this? How'd you get it? How'd you get it? I'm pushing the culture essentially in my own way. It might be on a local level in terms of streetwear culture, but people want to upgrade their stuff. They want to push it into new ways of how it's not only about, you know, the apparel, it's about the, the, you know, how the label is designed. I don't want to use the word brand, how the packaging is put together, how, you know, the concepts all match together from print to consumer, you know, how the art of mine has driven the streetwear culture. It could have driven, you know, photography culture and how we did the shoot and how we, you know, ex executed with the models and the diversity behind it. It could push design culture and how I try to aesthetically put the design on the t-shirt and how, you know, a lot of things not only are defined with the arts pushing the culture, but the the art could be defined as music pushing culture with around groups of people it could be film it could be photography it could be architecture it could be fashion it could be you know the the term art can be loosely replaced it could be music drives culture it could be like I said fashion drives culture but I really wanted to focus on art driving culture and how it's able to push and define and change over time because you know things back you could go all the way to the renaissance you could go all the way to modernist you could go all the way to you know different styles surrealism you could go into all the way back to when people were doing you know medieval type art you know gothic churches and stuff like that architecture the fashion you know, that really is what defines and what really brings out the culture behind these certain eras of what we had. Like you look back to the 80s, you know, you think of the music, the hair, Michael Jackson, you know, the crazy, you know, specific drums you hear in the music, the specific styles of music. You can go to the 90s, the TV, the sneakers, the dances, you know, a lot of arts is what really makes culture what it is so what I did was I took it I created a quote from it I developed my culture not only within you know the label itself with streetwear itself with photography itself with you know marketing itself and put it all together in its own concept and that's what it became you know I took the culture of the 90s with the Power Rangers I took the culture of I guess photography, you know, being able to use all the different angles, the apertures and shutters and making it the way it looks, having that really contrasted cinema type look um, like it was out of a movie and really putting it for the lookbook. Um, 
when it came to the execution, you know, the packaging, the packaging is something that can push the streetwear culture, not just, you know, handing people the shirts, you know, empty, not in a box and not just putting it in a clear bag. The bags were specifically made to push the streetwear culture when it comes to the whole experience of being a consumer and being a part of it like it is getting that exclusive stuff. You want the exclusive bag. You want the exclusive wristbands, the stickers, you know, the notes. You want that entire feeling. The experience is what goes into the culture as well because not only does it build the streetwear culture, it builds your labels culture as well because now they know what to expect. They know what it's like. It's It's exciting. It's, you know this beautiful moment it's like christmas in the summer when people get it because they know they're getting something that brings them value and they're getting something that really you know is a staple and not only their outfit but who they are um and defining their culture and what they do and maybe how their style comes out and how they can put it into their own aspects and how they can develop themselves and grow into something new which i think is pretty amazing it's a pretty cool thing how just a three words on the back of a t-shirt really jogged people's minds and pushing into something that they may have not necessarily thought about before or something that you know really puts them in a state of mind and makes them think about what really goes on around them because culture is constantly evolving it's constantly changing as the world changes as society changes you know it's so easily to watch things evolve into something new for better or for worse i want to keep it more of a positive approach but you know the whole idea behind it and the whole execution with the d17 clothing was just insane and it was a beautiful thing and that kind of goes into a leeway to the story that i had um which is essentially kind of a learning lesson it was essentially something that a lot of people need to realize when it comes to being not only a creative or getting into a creative field um there's gonna be some people that don't necessarily get what you're talking about or they don't necessarily connect with what you're trying to um what you're trying to portray and they don't really know how to do it in a positive or a more professional manner such as you know critiquing it and actually showing what's wrong with it so getting into my story um since i just recently got out of college about a year and a half ago I went up to Towson just to go hang out with some friends and check out what's going on with the school and, you know, just have some fun. And I'm leaving a place and I'm with my friend. He's wearing uh, his shirt. I have mine on and we're walking down the street. This guy comes up to us and he says, oh, what is your shirt about? So usually when someone asks, you know, they direct it to me. So, oh, that's the guy who made him. You can ask him. Ball means I love telling them, you know, this is D17 streetwear label. You know, I'm out here just trying to make a name for it. Just get my little my little exposure going on, being my little free press walking around um, in this really high traffic area. And dude's going to come up to my friend and he's going to say, oh, well, I don't really get the art and the culture thing for somebody that really does art. You know, it doesn't really seem like it fits together. And, and then proceeded to act, you know, very unprofessional towards the shirt and, you know, my friend too, you know, there's going to be a lot of trolls out there when it comes to your work and what you do, because whoever this man was proceeded to show me these 
ceramic whatevers that he makes and you know saying you know you know somebody that really does this every day I, I think that you know you put art and culture together it doesn't really you know make sense and when I broke it down to him I wasn't going to say anything offensive because the way people make their art and the way they make things is completely up to them everybody has their own freedom of expression and how they do stuff is their own you know way or style how they do it but you came to the wrong guy first off and I try to tell him, you know, I do this thing too. I do this art thing. I do this marketing thing. You know, I, I, I've been on multiple networks. I've been on multiple outlets. If you want to download the podcast, that's cool. You know, but I don't get why I tried to ask him, how does, how does it not fit art and culture together when it's something that, you know, social behavior and how things are transmitted through human societies, how does, how does that not fit? How does art not drive the culture and push it to where it is how people see it and how they perceive it well you know this that and other thing and you know i kind of i walked away from the situation it was no need to deal with it when you're creating making stuff putting it out there you have to be able to have a really tough skin because there's going to be a lot of people out there that really don't want to get what you're trying to say to them because you know I feel like a lot of people get a little bit of fear when it comes to putting their stuff out because they're scared of what people might say or how people might take it or if they try to say something that could offend them or trying to keep everything you know very universal because I know me personally that's something that I try to keep in mind is when I make something I want it to be universally understood I want it to be positive I don't want it to send any negative messages I don't want anybody feeling offended I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because a lot of things can get perceived in the wrong way um and a lot of things may need to be said, but you have to put it in a way that's understood and it's very not only influential, but, you know, easy to understand. And I learned this a couple weeks ago. There's something that a lot of people need to realize, and it took me a long time to realize it as well, is that fear can be one of the biggest things to hold you back into something that you're trying to do, whether it's trying to take the next step in your career, whether it's trying to do that new project, learn that new skill, or trying to go out of your comfort zone. That's probably the biggest thing because once you break that fear line, you're going to grow into something that you never even imagined because the fear has been holding you back for so long and putting you in this defined box that you're trying to break out of because you might be scared you know I produced this video and I don't want to put it on YouTube because I'm scared what people might say you could have one of the best freaking films on the internet right now blow up and go viral and you know really make a name for yourself but it's just that fear holds you back from uploading it and just taking that chance and you know me personally it took a minute just to break that fear line even with jumping into streetwear i did t-shirts before i did merchandise before i didn't know if i could build my own label you know it takes a lot of work to build that and from the ground up i wanted to do it the right way i wanted to do it in a positive way i wanted to do it in a way that you know really showed what i can do so when it comes to other 
labels and other lines, I want to be able to be in that top tier. I want to be like the Amwar Carrots, the Virgil Abloh. Um, I want to be, you know, if I, if I make a shoe, I want to be put in that Tinker Hatfield situation. You know, I want to be up there with those names, like I said, with, with Amwar and Carrots, with, with Virgil and Off-White. Um, you know, I wanted to be, you know, Terrence and D17. That's what they know. That's what the kids are looking up to. I try to make it for that young person that's listening to this, for that young person that grabs that t-shirt to know that they can do it too. And all it took with that fear to get me into that next level, you know, make that Instagram page, design the logo, fix everything. Because honestly, I was very scared for the ADC campaign. I didn't think anybody would like it. I thought people thought it'd be cheesy. You know, I used the Power Rangers as my concept. And I made this kind of, uh, you know, not basic design, but it wasn't the most flattering because it was, you know, contoured. It had really bold font. It was on the higher part of the t-shirt, um, on a, not necessarily in the center of the back, but higher on the back. And, you know, I got nervous. I really got scared about it. And once I put it out and saw the reception of it, I had some negative, I had some positive but that's what comes with making creative stuff and taking that critique because nowadays anybody that likes and comments on anything on your social media is like a critique now. Or not a, a critique, a critic. They're the ones that put the response and tell you what's wrong. And, you know, you could get that coat falling of people that hate your stuff. You get that coat falling of people that like your stuff. And being able to differentiate that and see the positives and negate the negatives and turn it into a positive is what helps break that fear into breaking into something else. It could be somebody designing right now that wants to, you know, take a step at asking people to pay for their services. That's something that could be very scary to ask when, you know, you could have been doing stuff for free for a long time and then somebody approaches you for a job and you say, yeah, well, it's going to cost you about 50 bucks. You know, you want this done, it's going to cost you about $50 on the clock. Your time is valuable. Your service is valuable. Paying for that software is definitely valuable. And when you get to the point, you know, you want to be, you know, keeping that relationship. You don't want to break anything. And the fear line is what holding you back. Jump the fear line. You know, you might, you may hit a L. You might catch an L on some, some cases. But you gotta, you gotta take a lot of L's before you get that one serious W. Because it, it's so hard for, you know, trying to really develop a business around what you do and the services that you provide. Because trying to build that revenue and then trying to keep your integrity by keeping it, you know, how you want it, it it's hard to di- differentiate that line. And it, it definitely varies between project, between relationship, uh, and between how you you know, approach clients, how you gather clients, how you retain them and how you keep them around for a long time and keep them coming back for more projects, keeping them ongoing and making sure they refer to you um, for any other, you know, projects they may have. It's, it's the fear. It's definitely the fear. And, you know, if I had to give a tip about how to break it, definitely one thing that I would say is, sorry for the Nike plug, but just do it. Just get out there and just fucking do it. That's all you have to do. Um, I'm not saying make something crazy and throw it out there. But if it's something that you really feel passionate about. And something that you took a long time to do. 
just put it out there. See what it does. See what type of reaction it gets. See what type of, you know, numbers it does in terms of analytics and just get the just get it done. And once you see how it does, it'll let it either boost your confidence. And if it does bad, take the L, reevaluate, jump back and do it again. Fix it over, you know, revise what you did and make changes so it can be better. And, you know, you'll get a better result. Don't get so obsessive over trying to get the same result or trying to push, trying to get something you know is not going to work. Make something happen, whether it's you want to start your own label, whether it's you want to collaborate with somebody famous, whether you want to, you know, you made a song and you don't you want to put it out on SoundCloud for people to listen to. Be open in these early stages if you're a young professional um, or if you're any professional, be open to what people are saying because sometimes they may say something that you're not used to. You, They could say something that could completely open your eyes to something new and you didn't even know it existed or even knew it was around. That is something I know that I struggled with early on is that, you know, I was a little bit stubborn. I was a little hot headed, you know, just got out of school, got the degree. I got the piece of paper, you know, y'all can't, you know, this, that, and the other, but you got to be able to be open and absorb as much information as you can adapt it, suck it up. And then when you, you know, regurgitate it and you try to execute what they tell you, make it yourself, you know, understand it how you do, and you know implement it in your own way because that's what's going to make you you you're going to grow into a better professional you're going to grow into a better designer musician marketer uh, builder because that's basically the goal for everybody is to grow 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 step up step up step up and you know reevaluate into something that you may never did before breaking out of that comfort zone like I said, getting ready to avoid the fear, dealing with the trolls, you know, doing something you don't, you know, something that you don't have confidence in. Sorry for the, that was terrible. You know, shit is wild. Let's be real. It's crazy out here trying to do creative stuff and trying to deal with maybe you have a job that you do, you know, the nine to five and then trying to keep that time frame to go spend it with family or your significant other or working out and you know that life balance is definitely that's something hard and when it comes to being that new professional and being that new person or even jumping back into it that's the fear and as well if you're an older listener and you're trying to you know revamp your style or revamp what you're doing that fear factor really does kick in because now you know what comes out of it and being able to jump back into it is not very easy but that's what separates a lot of people from the ones that have done it and the ones that are always wondering that what if. You never want to go into something with that what if. You never want to do with anything and have any regrets or do anything wrong or go too crazy or you know mess anything up or do any suicide projects, whether you're going to make it or break it. And if you mess it up, it's going to screw you over and you know you want to do it well and such and such, however you wish to put it. Um, yeah, (laughs) that was long. That was really long. Um, you know, going back to the ADC thing, I'm saying, you know, a lot too. ADC broke the fear factor 
D17 as a whole broke the fear factor. Um, Diggsy 17 Productions broke a fear factor. You know, I was scared to have my own studio, did it. Scared to have my own streetwear label, did it. Scared to do something that was a lot different, something that was out of my comfort zone, did it. Um, and, you know, even with the podcast, for real, it w- I didn't know how to, you know, use the mics, I had to learn and how to use how to compress my audio and, you know, mix my stuff. It's definitely difficult. It's definitely something I would try if you love podcasting. I, I love this shit. It's amazing to me. Um, this is my platform that I can vent. This is where I can talk about my experiences. And this is where I can share my knowledge. Um, because I, I feel like I bring a lot of value to a lot of people when it comes to not only marketing, designing, creating, animating, um, slowly photography, videography, pre-production, post-production, um, I feel like I bring a lot of value. I feel like this podcast brings a lot of value. I feel like the clothing brings a lot of value. And I definitely feel the studio brings a lot of value. You know, it's going on three years old and four weeks. So, you know, obviously going strong, you know, business is booming and um, developing a lot of connections and a lot of things going on. So essentially, um, I'll kind of do a little weekend highlights of this as well. You know, D17 clothing is wrapping up. It's summer collection. You know, we're going to take a little break and then regroup in the fall with something new, something fresh, something that, you know, attains to your style. You know, Dixie 17 Productions is, you know, we did a couple of shoes. We did some product shoots. We um, did the promotional video for Al Marilyn for the Wanna Be Love. That was amazing. Um, if you guys didn't know, I helped um, the group 20 Never. They had a song that got premiered on Viceland on Tyler the Creator's Nuts and Bolts. So shout out to Asani on the Navy Blue. That was amazing. Um, being able to actually hear the song on TV and see it and, you know, reap the benefits. You know, the song went from 4,000 plays to almost 50,000 in a week, which is completely insane. Beautiful execution. You know, shouts out to Tyler the Creator, um, the whole golf wing wolf gang you know odd future they really you know put people in a position using their platform to you know accelerate other people's careers uh, you know i hope everybody at 20 never is doing well you know kasim hassani baptized keys um phasing y'all blowing it out the water right now representing maryland and you know pushing the culture defining their culture defining defining my culture and, you know, being able to create something new, being able to always create, being able to always push the culture, do it for the culture, driving the culture, you know, the restock was good with D17. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. You know, episode seven was a little bit of a explanation. It was an episode explaining the clothes. It was an episode of, you know, getting a li- that little story off my chest about the the troll that I met out in Towson, which was cool. Um, if you watch Netflix, The Flash is amazing. Not subliminal plug, and uh, yeah, if you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes. If you didn't know, Digsy Radio is on Google Play. We're on TuneIn. We're on SoundCloud. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at 
D17 Productions. You know, if you want to always tweet out the hashtag Digsy Radio, always be sure to leave those questions. Always believe those tips. I'm here for all the ratings. Leave me a rating on, you know, the podcast app on iTunes. You know, if you want to say this podcast is shit, go ahead. Give it a one star. If you love it, give me a five. I appreciate everything. Follow us on Facebook, D17 Productions. Follow us on Instagram, D17 Productions. Go check out the new website. Thank you for that. It's so beautifully done. Um, I went and did all the designs for it, spruced it up, connected everything, the clothing, the podcast. Um, I think I'm going to try to jump back into Tumblr. And yeah, be sure to like, subscribe, follow. Um, I got some stickers coming for the people that went and screenshotted it and posted it on the, on uh, social media with the hashtag Digsy Radio. Sign up for the newsletter on MailChimp. It's on the Facebook. It's on the website. Um, thank you, everybody. Episode 7 is on the way out. You know, since I'm in a good mood this week and I'm getting a lot done, I'll do an episode tomorrow, episode 8. It's going to be a good time. Got to get these interviews done. I got a lot of people I want to talk to and really break down what their processes are and get to know them they can get to know me get to know the studio get to know what they do and yeah thank you if you're out driving drive safe if you're at work get back to work if you're creating keep doing your thing i'm out